What's up, Flooring family? Welcome to the huddle. Coming to you every Tuesday, except this one, at 3 p.m. Central to discuss maintaining forward progress in your flooring career. Special episode. I'm up in Grand Rapids with the uh, preferred flooring company, making up a, a great group of people. But with me, as always, is Daniel and Jose Gonzalez. What's up, guys? So, um, Today's episode is, uh, I'll break it down a little different than the topic. It's really about coming together as one, as as an uh, installation group and, and as a greater industry. Um, speaking of that, we had a great roundtable last night with a bunch of installers here. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, had a great time. Some, some people Zoomed in. Some were here live. Uh, just an open Q&A. And the purpose was to get input um, from the installer's perspective, you know, on things that Go Carrera can do to, uh, you know, further improve the life of the installer. What what other uh, tools or uh, features, benefits, deals, all that kind of stuff. So some great stuff came out of that. Excited to get back to Wichita and. Uh, you know, decode with my team and talk to, uh, you know, Daniel and Jose as part of that and, uh, you know, kind of come up with some programs and some things that that we've uh, gathered from that. So it was really cool. I'm glad everybody came. If you're in the audience at the moment and you were here last night, thanks for coming. Uh, they brought in some tacos from, I got to give a shout out to La Familia. La Familia Jalisco. Uh, yeah, they, they uh, have the best corn tacos that I've ever had and the corn tortillas did not fall apart <laughs> and I've told everybody about it so you might as well hear it too uh they were fantastic anyway so today's topic is uh you know we we've touched on some of this stuff in the past uh but it's always worth remembering that you know installers a lot of times we have um a bit of a limited mindset from the perspective of like, there's plenty of work out there for all of us. Uh, we attack, I mean, if you get on the Facebook groups, you can see there's there's guys and, and probably gals as well uh, attacking, you know, the quality of other people. Um, I would love, we were talking last night with some of the installers here. I'd love for a, for a social uh, platform where, we come together and we're like, hey, I see some things, you know, that maybe you see a picture of a of a project that you see some flaws in. You're like, hey, man, how long you been doing that? How long you been laying sheet vinyl or carpet or whatever it is? And, uh, you know, oh, three years. Well, hey, I got some I got some tips for you. I've been doing it for a long time and I made some of those same uh, some some of those same mistakes. If you want mm -hmm. some, you know, some advice or. Um, you know, mentorship or uh, guidance or some access to trainings. I mean, just more helpful. Um, it doesn't really matter if you're commercial, residential, uh, hardwood, sheet vinyl, whatever. We're really in this for the same purpose. You know, um, do good work. At least this is this is as I see it. I'm sure everybody has their own reasoning here, but uh, from my perspective, it's like we're here to do good quality work in our craft. Um, I have a big heart for like trying to raise our industry, uh, the respect of our industry where, uh, you know, we're not always, um, God, I don't have a great word other than crapped on uh, when it comes to commercial jobs from a scheduling perspective that we get our ample time to do our craft in the, in the, the way that it should be done. Um, and, uh, you know, overall, we make a good living doing so. Um, so the more we can share with one another, that's going to give us and, and come together as a community. And that's, you know, frankly, what GoCareer offers is a community of installers. Um, I think we can, you know, make some meaningful change with manufacturers, make some meaningful change where, you know, the specifications require a certain level of installer so that you're competing with like uh, quality installation professionals and you're not, you know, the 
one of the toughest things in our industry is guys who've been doing it for many, many years and um, are highly efficient and highly professional and so charge more for that, that they're competing with someone who kind of just got started and we all have to start somewhere, but we should be competing with like quality, um, you know, installers. And all that being said, that's my opening spiel. Uh, <laughs> um, what do you guys think, like, when it comes to this kind of, you know, we just proved it last night. We're doing it now, like coming together as a community. To right. So even last night, you know, when we were talking a little bit before this, it's we had guys here that we don't all do the same thing. Right. And then some of us did do the same thing, but we're all looking at each other as partners. I'm going to lean on them when I need help. They're going to lean on us when, when they need help. And that, that's the way that the industry should be. Like um, on we'll Thursday, on Thursday, I'm going to go out to Indianapolis and help, uh, you know, a fellow installer with some, some Forbo. He's like, will you come out here, please? Just, I don't want to mess this up. <laughs> and I'm like, let me, let me see what I can do. Excuse me. And I mean, and I was talking to my wife about it last night and mm -hmm. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there, and she's like, Why? I said, because if I asked him, I knew he would come over here and help us. One hundred percent, especially to bring tacos. That dude, <laughs> <laughs> we we'd have to make them. And Daniel's hitting on it too. Is uh, you know, when when you're coming up through the trades and nobody's there to have your back, and you are trying to make a living, right? And you you find a future. It's a tough pill to swallow. Feeling like you're in over your head on more than one discipline, right? Um, but it's very comforting knowing that there's people to lean on in the industry that you can pick up the phone and call a Paul, call a Daniel, call a Jose and say, I might be in over my head. I don't know. Do you have any information? Or like, I'm just not comfortable 100%. I don't want to mess up. Come know, help a brother out. Come help a brother out. <laughs> it was just, um, it wasn't, it wasn't like that 20 years ago. It wasn't like that 10 years ago. And to see that there is a shift because people are starting to, to lift our trade. Um, it's, it's, it's a nice feeling, nice warm, fuzzy feeling inside knowing that there are people out there um, that want to see everyone else succeed, right? Um, well, I, part, part of that's the work we're doing. <clears throat> this is selfless. I mean, I mean, well, we don't get paid to be, uh, you know, here every Tuesday, mm -hmm. you know, shooting the podcast and, and, you know, it's not even necessary. The The thing is, is that we want to give information freely where we can in our expertise. I don't know everything, but what I do know, I'm willing to share and try to mm -hmm. help out. And you guys have helped us and I've tried to help you just as companies. I mean, yeah. you know, on the company level of a flooring contractor, helping one another out. Um, and I think that the installing community ought to have even more of that feeling, more of that, like, let's band together. Let's try to do good work, elevate our trade. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast, and I stand by it. I think our, from a hand skills perspective, flooring is one of the, um, what, probably the most demanding from a hand skills perspective. And not not far behind on a knowledge base. I mean, we got to know chemistry of different types you, of basically got to be a scientist in order to do commercial flooring. And, yeah, and, and an engineer. There's a, there's a lot of different aspects. Yeah, um, I mean, it takes a lot of math skill. It takes a lot of hand skill, and it takes a lot of thought when you're doing a, a complicated, you know, pattern project or something. So, helping one another out, coming together as an industry, and helping improve our day-to-day -day lives on projects that's like that's part of the key you know um i love our general contractors i know you guys love yours but at the end of the day we still have to uh realize that when we're on job sites with them that we have to we have to have our time to do you know an effective project and an effective installation buying materials getting them delivered to the to the site is part of the deal and then the most important part, no matter how pretty that project product looks, for the project to look pretty mm -hmm. is the install. Yeah. And so, um, you know, 
that's where we hope that the podcast adds some value to people who are just getting started or some who maybe been in, in the industry for a long time, but doesn't have, uh, you know, there's always these little nuggets you can learn. And I've learned from you guys and I hope I've been able to bring some value to the table as well. And oh, then I love doing this podcast with you guys. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, I, I, I'd say that, um, you had mentioned the comments earlier about, uh, you know, about a platform where there could be conversation where you're building up and helping. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. Um, we have a thing where we don't, we go on a project that, that might not be performing the way it should or look the way it should. We don't ever go on a project and bash another flooring installer. We don't ever do that. Have we ever done that? If I told you no, I'd be lying, right? In, in my younger, my younger years, yeah, probably like, I want you to look at me like like I'm better, like I'm who you need. Um, but as you get a little bit older, you realize it doesn't really do anything but make you look bad. The I don't know under what circumstances the installer had to do that install. I don't know what skill set or knowledge base they had. So it's hard for me to go and bash someone, right? Even though they try to try to coerce it out of you. Well, is this done right? How is this? How would you have done it, right? And it's just like, hey, no, it's not about how I would have done it. It's about what. What conditions were they installing under here at the time? I've had plenty of times, dude, I've been told we can't do additional floor prep and you're just going to have to lay it and that's going to be we, what it is. Yeah, we've been on job sites where we're the, we're the other, there, there's multiple, you know, installers there. And then you walk over here and you see them, like they were gluing right to Jipcrete and it's like, what are you guys doing? They told us that we're not getting paid for any prep. So we're just installing. Yeah. I mean, we have done that and had to do that. I mean, like it was just, that mm -hmm. was the deal. And if somebody goes back and looks at that job in five years and is like, and a new property manager making stuff up here, but in a scenario where it's a new manager or something over that property and they're like, well, what would you have done? It's easy to say at that point, well, I would have loaded that damn floor out. Uh, first off, I would have skimmed it. I would have done this. I would have done that, you know, I would have asked the sheetrocker to fix the wall so the base isn't all wavy. And I mean, there's a lot that, that, you know, I would have done. Well, you're just not in the scenario and it's impossible to, um, to do that. So attacking situations or putting down other installers, um, it just typically doesn't, you know, it doesn't turn out in favor of you. Uh, I like how you got, you were talking about it. Uh, last night I can't remember the scenario but it was more of like well I'm not going to say what should have or shouldn't have been done uh, I keep trying to remember that uh, conversation but it was basically like I'm not going to say but I can tell you what we need to do now kind of thing yeah and um, if that client is receptive to hearing the proper installation techniques then awesome if they're not then you know, you could be made fun of in five years. <laughs> so it's like, you know, um, so again, building one another up, helping each other get trained. You know, if you know another installer that, that needs a helping hand, I mean, Daniel, you're going out to and, help. And on the, the, that flip side too, if you are that installer that needs help, right? It's nice to know that there's people out there where he just, you know, he, he was, he got in, I mean, we started this conversation maybe a month ago where he's like, I got this project that I'm looking at putting numbers to. Where would you be at? You know, what all goes into it? So that way he had an idea. And then all the way down to, I got the project. What tools do I need? And then getting down to the nitty gritty, like, hey, this project starts next week. I'm still <laughs> not comfortable, you know, 100%. Will you come help me? So that way I know that it's going to be done right. It takes a lot out of someone to actually be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Will you come help me? It's a, it's a comfort thing too, right? Like when when you have the basic knowledge and the basic idea of the flooring and the, and the discipline that you're working on, that's one thing, but it's applying that comfortably because you're second guessing yourself. Once you start second guessing your, uh, your, your knowledge base, you start over and like oh i'm missing something because now now your thoughts and your process is scattered but and it's just one of those things where daniel could do it in his sleep he's done it a hundred times right and it's just like uh if someone was here doing a, a a shower i would be 
I'd be more than happy to help. I know a little bit. I don't know enough, but I would, I would, I would be a fly on the wall. I'd be a helper. And I'm pretty sure I've offered to many people like, hey, if you have a project going on, you just need an extra hand. I'll be a fly on the wall just to learn. Don't pay me. No nothing. I like to learn um, because I like to absorb information. I know I'm going to learn something. Randall's watching. He says he loves that we're sitting across from each other this week. <laughs> yeah, not across the country, but uh, across we have the a table. Special guest who uh, decided to join on his own recognizance there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his brother was sitting here a few minutes ago. Uh, Which one? Yeah. yeah, that's funny. So this is our our nephew Flo. How's it going? They, they don't answer back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, your hand. that's another thing too, you guys. Uh, you know, safety, right? Like, so if we're talking about lifting each other. And, and building one another so that way we can all have careers. Safety is a huge part of it. Um, I'm going to ask him. I know the answer. How'd you cut yourself? I was holding the scraper up and tightening the screw with it up in the air. So and I pulled when, it towards myself. When someone was teaching you how to change the blade, what's the first thing they told you? Keep it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, uh, safety is important is the key. <laughs> Listen and learn. You can't, you can't continue success and continue getting better if you, if you don't incorporate safety because then you get you get shy. You know, you start steering away from the things that that hurt you. And I think we talked a little bit about fear last night, right? Mm. And in relation to to moving forward in life, fear controls a lot of your future decisions and, and what you do. And, and and that's one of the things too is if you do a project in if, if somebody does a four ball, they don't have or does a four ball install, doesn't have any any help and, and very little experience and it fails, the chances of them going back and trying and, and receiving uh, another project or accepting another project um, with that material is slim to none because they already failed. Well, and the problem there is that, you know, it gives pretty much everybody a bad name. Yeah. I mean, people start pointing their fingers at the manufacturers, right? And And you have to start thinking in terms of their part of this industry too. And are there some products out there that are inferior 100%, but you have to start giving even the, the manufacturers the benefit of the doubt. Like they're not trying to manufacture that product that's going to fail. They're trying to manufacture good products. And when you throw them under the bus, it's not a good look for you either. Yeah. Right. It, it's always a partnership. It's, I don't know why I failed. It's not, this is because of this product. That's why I hate it. It's, we don't know why let's start investigating <laughs> mm-hmm. and get down to the bottom of it because uh, a lot of the the products that you know we've ripped out and they're like i never want to use this product again it wasn't not the manufacturer's fault mm-hmm. it, some of it wasn't even the installer's fault it, it goes all the way down to the people that are doing the maintenance on the products and not cleaning it properly flooding it stuff like that so it's it's not only lifting your fellow installer it's knowing that you know we're all in the same industry what can we do to all help each other out and once you start looking at it from that mindset you actually have manufacturers that if you call them for an issue they want will 100 have your back because yeah. they know that you do the same for them yeah i've had plenty of times where <clears throat> we've had to install what appears to be an install issue or a, a product failure a project i should say uh issue and if you've taken care of your vendor and you're because there's plenty of times when we've seen um a problem with a job and heard the same thing like i'm never using this product again i'm like there's so much more to the performance of a product than just the manufacturing and there's more than just installation you have your part to taking care of this facility as the owner and site conditions and changing of site conditions. I've got this Friday, I'm going out to uh, look at a project where, you know, they've, they've got some bubbling issues on some um, sheet goods, vinyl sheet goods. And, and uh, come to find out in this area of the facility, they completely turn off the, the uh, HVAC system every, every break. If it's Christmas break, spring break, oh, no. summer, they completely just shut it off. And I'm like, well, you don't realize what that does to the flooring. That's not the manufacturer. That's not the, the product's fault. And it's also nothing that we could have 
done differently a year and a half ago when we installed it. So looking at uh, looking at problems that way and and being willing to kind of figure out what what the real issue is um, and not necessarily you know casting stones as they say, yeah. I think it's important to uh, figure it out. I know that's off the off the rails a little bit from the original discussion, but it all pulls back together. It all ties back to like working together to improve the industry, improve our reputation as a skilled trade in this industry. And, um, you know, getting that respect. I mean, there's nothing better feeling to me than when we are like the 800 pound gorilla on a job. Every once in a while, you've got a product that they're like, Boring guys are coming in, especially epoxy. I like doing epoxy, epoxy because it's like the epoxy guys are going to be here next Tuesday. Everybody Everyone. has to get out of here. And I was like, man, I wish I had that pull with LVT. <laughs> <laughs> square format, you guys can figure it out. Yeah, yeah square um, format. Can you guys start in this back closet over here? Yeah. Do this room over here. And then tie it together in the middle. Install the shelving and everything, and then you can install the floor. Though. So, yeah. So, to, to add on to what you were, you were saying about that, them turning off the HVAC, and, and, and some of what you learned, you, you don't learn in the book. You learn over over time or or by by bumping elbows with, with uh, an installer that's been in the industry for years. There's a lot of scenarios that, that can only come through experience. Um, and, and, you know, it, it sucks to find out the hard way, but it, that's just the nature of the beast. Sometimes uh, uh, like the sheep on is bubbling up, right? Like I'm pretty sure we've run into that before. And, you know, until we hit that, we didn't know, we thought we did something wrong, but you know, if they did it right away, the moisture that built up between that sheet vinyl, if I could be adhesive and there you go. Yeah, there's a lot to it. I guess that goes back to like the original discussion about how skilled our trade really is and the science. And the the science and the <laughs> chemistry that you have to understand between different types of adhesives and mm -hmm. different backing systems. Uh we talk about that a lot. And you know, flooring's pretty unique that way. Um so my ploy to all the uh, audience, uh, to all the installers and companies as well, value the installation uh, team that you have, whether they're subs or hourly or both, um, you know, help find training. It's one of the things at the flooring company that I realize we could do better at is identifying where our uh, guys and uh, where our team's deficient and uh, addressing that through training. I, I talk a lot about training and I believe in it. And it's not that we don't do training, but be more cognizant of where the skills can be improved and what skill sets um, uh, maybe need a little bit of work. And then, you know, address those, uh, whether it's training in-house, in you know, mm -hmm. company trainings, or whether it's, uh, you know, getting to an industry training. But um, all in all, it's, it's important that we all realize that the company needs the installation community and the installation community needs the companies. And we got to value the companies we work for. Uh, if you're an installer and companies, we got to value the installation community. Right. And I think if you look at like some of the groups that are focused more on like the stores and, you know, the bigger contractors that, that hire subs, and then you see a job go south and then they, they're just in there bashing the installer, right? When they didn't do their due diligence on what that installer is capable of. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it could have been a site visit when they first started. And then you're like, oh, maybe we got to back up a little bit because you said that you knew how to do this, but you don't. And what can we do in order to get you there? So because you don't want to just go through installers like just cycling through them, right? You you want to make sure that they know what is going on, so that way, when you need them, they're there for you. Yeah. Well, and um, cheapest isn't always the right. You know that the the old saying that. Uh, the the wrong guy at the right price is still the wrong guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, uh, you want to be cognizant to make sure that the skill of that 
of that person matches the skill requirement of the job. And that takes skill on your part as the company to assess that. That's what we do. Otherwise, why wouldn't a GC just hire subs themselves? Right. And, and uh, right. So some of that is um, I'm a face-to-face conversation type of person, right? Like I, I, I like to have that real person reaction. So some of it is when you ask a question, you know your answer right away if they're comfortable or not. I mean, the human face gives a lot away. Especially when you know you're asking them and they, they can't just try and Google it real quick. We were talking about that yesterday about mm-hmm. stuff see, like see that. Jake's on you too. What's up, Jake? What, yeah. what question you got? He says, uh, starts with guys that deal with the customers to allow your helpers to see you in action and just being that person that that's great at communication. A lot of people don't don't have that strength, especially the younger people, I think, because we're in the this technology age, right? Where they grew up with technology. Everyone is just texting each other. And you yeah. don't get a lot of that that face-to-face interaction with strangers. And it's just a, a strength that you kind of have to have, especially when you're dealing with you definitely got to learn those communication right. skills. So, especially on like the residential side, I think is very important because you're dealing with that homeowner and you're going (laughs) into that house and it's like, this is my pride. This is what I've worked for my whole life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then if you go in there and you don't know how to talk to them or your body language is like really far off. Or body body odor. (laughs) (laughs) You got to look to your your leadership and, and see someone doing it. And then really it's, um, following that example right well the, uh, whether it's good or bad on the other side <laughs> you, of that you don't want to follow that. in the 90s when i started installing uh there was you know obviously there were more installers in um they each of the mechanics even at the hour when i worked by the hour um i had to pick it up a lot of times because my mechanic the mechanic i was working for didn't want to show me for fear of like me taking their position or and it was just that that whole uh thing and it i i've read that in the facebook groups like you know you're training your replacement kind of thing Mm -hmm. come on like you're not if if you look at it that way um i would i would challenge you to make sure that your that your skills are where they need to be yourself you know what i mean like because if you're really really good Somebody that you train is not going to come just take your your stuff over. Um, and that's one of the things, and I'm, I'm proud to say that Go Career is trying to tackle is not having these new guys wrestle with, you know, old experience. And I don't, I don't mean old in age, but experienced installers. 40, old yeah. 40. Yeah. Like, like 43. Exactly. <laughs> well, we, we had a guy last night that thought 43 was old. So, um, but, you know, that you're not training your replacement maybe eventually maybe when you want to be replaced but you know you're training people to work alongside you and the way that eventually uh what i found out is you got to gain the trust of that that uh installer that mechanic and once you gain their trust then they're more than happy to help you so a word to the wise for both if you're working with a mechanic is like give them time to to learn to trust you mm-hmm. and then honor the time with them spend i mean if you're a new installer you ought to be with somebody for several years before you think you're going to go out on your own and start doing something or even mm-hmm. if you work by the hour trying to get in a position where you're you know a lead or something like take your time make sure you're learning from these guys and go alongside them i mean companies like ours you know we're hoping that our 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 senior installers are are training the other guys and then we move them aside mm-hmm. them it's not a replacement it's like now we got two crews and we can right. use a bunch of crews you and, know and not only that i mean just the the construction industry in general there's going to be a lot of people aging out in these coming years right and then they're going to need people to fill those roles so you say you're not training your replacement, but at the same time, there's going to be a point where you're like, yes, I want to train you because I, I need to get off my knees. I need yeah. a replacement. Yeah, I, I like, I need someone to replace these skills or else, you know, there's going to be a void there. 
I think I think there's a big lack in training the next generation anyways, just because of that notion of I don't want to train my uh, my replacement. And it, it happens a lot, not even just like in the flooring industry. If you go to like the serving industry or any kind of like mechanic. Yeah, mechanics or like, like special trades that you do with your hands mm -hmm. in a sense. People are afraid of losing their clients, afraid of giving up the edge that they have that they worked so hard to get to. So and 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 that's the that's the hard part about any line of work that you're in, right? Like if you're if you're in the line of business where you feel like you're training your replacement, then maybe you're you're not working with the right group. Maybe, maybe you need to, to work with someone who is going to allow the growth or who wants to grow with you. And I think the, the hardest thing to recognize is that when you're training someone, you you you're training them in hopes that they do take over um, one of, at least one of your disciplines, one of your skill sets that mm -hmm. you have, because then it frees you up to focus on other things, whether it's personal growth or business growth. You got to look at it like that. You get, they're alleviating some of my stresses, so that way I can focus on other things as well. And then if you have the right people, they grow with you. But a lot of people get mad. Like you train someone and they're really good and they have hand skills, soft skills. Uh, chances are that you know you, you got a what what a, a in, entrepreneur, right? Entrepreneur. Yeah. Like you can't. It doesn't matter what you do, what you teach them. They're eventually going to leave anyway, um, and and build something for themselves, unless they have no reason to leave. But which that's very hard to do. But well, I had a lot of pride when I trained. You know, I have three or four guys that make a living in this industry because I trained them. So I don't care. They never replaced me. Like. I replaced my current self at that moment anyway. You know, I kept trying to strive for more anyhow. The only way you're going to get replaced is if you're stuck in the mud yourself. So continue your own training, continue right. your own uh, um, uh, advancement. If you are an absolute expert in one field may, or in one discipline, maybe pick up a second discipline. I mean, there's ways that you can continue to outpace anybody that's going to try to replace you. And you ought to have pride that you've trained somebody to have a skill that can put food well, on the table for their family. Right. I have and, a lot of- And we're going to look at it in terms of, so um, there's a guy, you know, we're still really close with, and he was one of the people that when I started, he was teaching me. And it it's, you know, to the point now where, you know, we're still really good friends. You know, he'll he'll come in here, we'll talk, he'll do some jobs for us, and he'll straight up say, I'm so proud of what you've done. And he he never looked at it like I was trying to take his stuff. He never looked at it like this is my competition. He's like, he did. He he taught me whatever he knew. And now it's to the point where he's like, I'm so proud of everything that you've done. Like, I never would have thought when you were, I don't know, 14 years old that this is where you'd be, but this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And that that's we need more people like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Be proud of training somebody and and giving them the set of skills that you know puts food on their table and gives them a life uh you know a skilled trade that they can right. take and, anywhere i mean that's that's one of the one of the key benefits of learning a, a a skilled trade and being expert level at it i don't care where you go i mean i could just <laughs> i could move to any place in this nation and within a few days have a job mm -hmm. still yet today I have enough skill left in these old hands to be able to figure that out. You know, like you have, there's a sense of security to know I can still go do that no matter what, you know? Um, so train the next generation, be proud to train the next generation, be proud to be one of them that, that expand the industry in that way. There's no shortage of, of uh, people. There's no shortage of the need. Let me put it that way. There's yeah, a shortage of, only getting of people. There, there's no shortage of need. So you're not going to train uh, a replacement as long as you're outpacing uh, and trying to get better yourself all the time anyway. I mean, I know tile guys that have trained multiple other tile guys. And and we've given uh, the new these guys when they go out on their own work, but they're never going to get the same work that we give, you know, that core guy. I don't think what a lot of people really understand is when you're training that person and you're going back through the steps yourself, you're refining your skills on that particular subject when you're teaching those basic skills to that new person. 
That's a really good point. That is, that is a really good point. Yeah, and so when was it? Was that this week or last week when we started doing the NAFCT? Last week, last week. Right. So we started doing um, the NAFCT substrate and subfloor class. Just put it up up here and we all watched the video together, right? Um, and then we all did the test, but it, it really, it was nice because we can pause the video and explain mm -hmm. this is what they're talking about. This is, you know, real world example or, or really refine it, right? Because I enjoyed it because a lot of this, I'm, a lot of the stuff is like, you watch it one time, you take the test and then it's done. You'll probably never, you know, think about it again, but you, you do pick up that, that little bit. And in order to, for, for them to gain the knowledge, I'm over there learning right alongside with them again. And I mean, I think one of the issues too, is that a lot of people don't like the classroom setting. So that's why we're doing stuff out on the job site with our hands mm -hmm. and stuff. Right. But it's still, it doesn't matter, you know, what industry you're in, it's necessary because you need that along with your hand skills in order to, to be the full package. Well, I yeah. mean, I thought it helped too, just doing that together because it, uh, it helps us see that like, you don't know everything yourself. Like you don't have everything together. Like we think you do. Cause like learning from you guys, we kind of paint the picture of, Oh, they're the goat. They know how to do everything. <laughs> so, like, close to the truth. So, like, they don't fail. They don't do this. They do that. Oh, I didn't know that you guys were perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, when we're learning, and they're like, "Oh, you did that wrong." But it, it's just scenarios, right? So, so like, um, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. Da Daniel, he's way better at quoting uh, specifics for standards and and like almost verbatim out of the book. I'm not like that. I will change the verbiage, the wording. So that way I understand it. And also, so that way you understand it. Okay. You understand it differently than he does. Paul understands it differently than all of us, right? So it's a matter of finding that that correlation and relation for whoever the crowd is and whoever you're teaching. Right. And that's where learning from multiple different people um, has a benefit, um, even if it is the same discipline. So that, that's- but, you know, I, find it, I find it a little interesting that the topic is coming together, you know, kind of bringing the industry as one. And we- we end up on training and communication, <laughs> right? Not not because no. we came off of the topic. It's because it's so core to the topic. Right. It's so core and it's so because, important you know, to that topic. Because we are one, right? And it's not, I'm going to keep all these secrets. It's, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to learn with you. And the knowledge that I give you and the knowledge that we're learning together, I hope you take that and expand on that and be better than I ever was, right? That That's the goal in every... Think of it in terms of kids. You always want your kid to be better than you did. You mm -hmm. should always want the person that you bring in in the industry to be better than you are. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, Crystal is a great example. I mean, like people talk crap to me all the time. Oh, Daniel, who, you know, Crystal's <laughs> better than you. 100%. Like, he's better than me. And that was the goal the whole time. That's a pride moment. Yeah. yeah. That mm -hmm. That's what's important. So training... Uh, having pride in the people that you are training, that their success is really the success of you as a teacher, you as an individual and a human, uh, and the way that you care about other people. And and uh, so, like, their success is your success. Uh, I, I encourage everybody to, um, and I only mention this because, A, I, I, I witnessed it myself when I got in the industry, and I still see it on as a um, a thing out in the, you know, Facebook world does uh, someday we're going to do, I think in 2024, some of these, uh, review Facebook comments and, and comment on them, but, uh, that could be fun. But the, the point is, is that still is there, this, this, this idea that I'm going to train my replacement. And so I don't want to teach them right. Well, or I don't want to teach them too much. It, again, just to reiterate, if you're always improving, you won't get outpaced. And your your pride ought to be in how well you're teaching someone else. Um, and your pride ought to be at how good they are. You have pride in what you guys have taught Crystal and how Crystal's picked up on the industry and how good she is. I mean, we all know. And if you don't know, she's pretty Not effing good. Uh, she, you know, competes on a national level at the installation competition. So um, 
but that's that's a moment of pride that's a thing that that should be a good thing not that you're training your baby sister to that to take over your job you know like I, I don't quite get that and so I get a lot of uh, pride out of the guys that I've been able to teach I get pride when uh you know our hourly staff we we can we've sent them to trainings and they've gotten to increase their earning potential because of that so uh yeah, that's that's what we mean when we're talking about coming together as one and mm -hmm. and building the industry, the strength of the installation community from a uh, uh, a skill and ability perspective and uh, respect uh, for one another. We can build a great industry. It starts with us interacting together. Starts with communication and people stepping out and doing some stuff that you know isn't done. I I don't know how many flooring podcasts there are. I know there's a few, but we're we're darn consistent and uh we've been what episode are we on uh, um, 78 or something 77 i think 77 so yeah, 77 it's a good number 77 weeks like 77 in a row and uh almost. not in a row <laughs> almost in a row <laughs> close to in a row uh but we've missed very few um as a whole group i mean <laughs> when you consider that so um we're, we're here to we're here to uh freely give we hope we help and um you know let's band together almost like brothers and sisters and uh you know continue to improve our industry overall right and this is that that podcast right where it's like a lot of us do the same things but this is like get with if you don't do hard tile get with a hard tile guy and you know take them to lunch or invite them over you know yeah. we, had, we had here yesterday and it's like it, it's always great conversation because it's like we don't do the same thing but we all need each other like mm -hmm. if i if i'm if i'm quoting something and i don't have someone to do that i'm already out of contention if the, if the bid isn't broken up right yeah so it's like get those and that's why we call them partners it's i'm never going to bring anyone and say that yeah, this is my subcontractor. This is what they're going to be doing because um, it was one of the construction companies that we do a lot of work for. And they're like, we're going to stop calling people subs because that a sub is a lower tier, right? They're, we're not trying to say that you guys are less than us. So they started calling us trade partners. Mm -hmm. So that's where we get, you know, a lot of a lot of our stuff from is learning from the, the larger company. So, so we're calling everyone partners. Come be our partner because without you, I wouldn't be able to do it in some cases without me you wouldn't be able to do it so let's partner up together and we still you know we still partner up with some of the bigger companies around here and do labor only because um one it's because our our relationship with them is, is rock solid but because we know that we have a certain skill set that not everyone has so it's in the best interest for us to do it for that for that customer knowing that your job is going to get done right and you know like just like everyone else in business we're here to make some money so like those dollars have to to be right and yeah we, we can all partner and we yep. become one together i mean this this is uniting everyone uh we had epoxy guys in here and they've they've done a few jobs for us and um uh, one of the the companies will call me just and he'll be like and those epoxy guys are the best guys that I've ever used hands down. And I say, I'm glad you like them. We love them too. Like, yeah, they're, they're going to continue, you know, being our partner and they'll, they'll come, they came in here, you know, and started asking us questions. It's like, we're sitting across the table from each other right now, just sharing information because not everyone knows everything. And if we can help them the little bit that we do know, that's what we want to do as well yeah let's let's all lift each other up and and move on and like there's there's this is such a great industry and there's so many great people in it it's it's in our best interest to start looking at, at each other all as partners i think uh what helps with that is getting around each other right um often you know keyboard warriors you know are very much on their own you know what i'm saying like they're they're out in their own bubble get out come meet you know we go to just about all the shows and uh come meet us but meet all the other people that we're talking about i mean we 
we get a lot of knowledge from like the old timers, you know, Sam and Sonny and these guys that are in the industry that you can just tap into. And they, what's great about, oh man, that is what is great about some of the old timers. Uh, They don't install anymore, but man, will they give you the knowledge? You know, if you just ask them, they just want to, they want to share it before, you know, before they're off into the sunset, you know what I mean? And so get, getting around one another and, and networking, it's another thing I don't think we do very good as an install community is network. And last night was proof that it can happen and that people can be happy doing it. There was competitors in the room. There was trade partners in the room. There was different uh, talent levels. There was different uh, disciplines, everything. And it was a great conversation uh, and it was enjoyable. So like, you know, join in, like get out in the community, in your, uh, you know, join in with the install community, join this podcast. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube or one of the social channels, you know, like, comment, give us a like, subscribe. Say, what if you guys have like a uh, one week a month where you do like the uh, expert installer week and you have one of those old guys come out and just share the knowledge because you said that they want to so much. Like, you know, that they won't have the drive to teach the youth, teach the up and coming get them on the stage give them that chance to because yeah there usually isn't a chance to yeah the the uh that's a great idea and where were you yesterday when we were talking about the podcast i'm just joking no that's it that's really um that's a good idea and we, we'll probably do that this this uh this we 2024 you know bring in it's almost we, we start calling it like 2024 season two right yeah we we don't think about that because we are the old timers. <laughs> in some cases, we are the old timers. But those guys, uh, it would be great to have some of those guys on. We've had some of them on, but specifically uh, driven at uh, Q and A would be a, a cool one. Like getting on and tapping into a, a sim or someone like that, or you know, Sonny or any of the yeah, old. Even if you dudes. have to bring those young installers to ask those questions, that. Nope, they're always free to attend yeah participate well just like like when you go to networking events that's what you kind of see is the installers kind of keep to themselves and not want to be really social like that and i think that's one of the downfalls of like when you look at see if i can mention and stuff because from the outside looking in yeah it looks like they're all friends i'm not trying to go over there and talk to them but once you start talking to them, they're open arms. Like it's like they some of them are friends. Care. Some yeah. of them are friends. Like and and that's the thing. You need to put yourself out there. Right? It, it all started from somewhere, right? Where we didn't know them, and now when we show up somewhere, it's come in. Yeah, we're like we're hugging. We're all friends now. It's those conversations have to start somewhere, and you just have to be comfortable enough to to put yourself. Well, trust out there. me, it's Say not hi. it's not as scary as you think, and and people are more apt to um engage with you if you just take a take a step say hi um see it whether it's cfi or you know getting around some of the ctf tile installers that you want to talk about somewhat intimidating those guys can be like scary to talk to because they're over here mudding walls and all this stuff, if you watch them at some of the competitions and uh, doing stuff we don't even do in Kansas, like some of the stuff that they train there and and test on, we don't even <laughs> do that kind of stuff in, and, in and Kansas. I mean, I've, I've talked to, um, who's the guy that puts on Mud Mario, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's approached me at some trade shows and he's like, hey, you going to come out here? And I was like, I don't even do how. He said, still more than welcome. Yeah. Always a chance to learn something new. Yeah. Well, All right. Well, we're ending uh the time here or getting close to the end of time i thought uh an interesting you know anytime we do these podcasts and it, it by the way it's awesome to be here with you guys and and yeah, you you again yeah, it's, it's been uh real so, rewarding sorry <laughs> yeah snowed especially for me um but the 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 camaraderie that you guys have with a lot of the trade partners is admirable and and people do respect what you guys have done in the industry what you're doing in the industry so i encourage everybody to kind of have that helping hand with one another um you know it's it's unique we a lot of times we are so combative uh but truth is 
embrace one another. I've, I've done a lot of traveling and talking to other flooring companies. And I've learned that if, um, you know, those, those partnerships with your, your installation community, it, that is the real key to me on a really good flooring company and, 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 uh, kind of the differentiating factor. It's, it's apparent the the people that are doing really, uh, good things, whether it's in training or they, they, their company's growing or they're doing, they're making, um, uh, new strides in the industry. It's always the ones who are, are at the shows that I've been to. They're, they're part of the community. So I encourage you, if you're just getting started into flooring, particularly you started a new flooring company or you're a new installer, get around like-minded people that, that is, and it, I mean, it, business people tell you this all the time. Yeah. Like you're the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most. So yeah. I, I would encourage you to get around other successful people in our industry, chat with them, uh, get the, you know, the goods and bads. A lot of us will tell you the mistakes we've made. We've been pretty transparent on this podcast over the year, over a year now uh, doing it that, you know, we're, we weren't perfect. We're still not perfect and we make mistakes. And we're somewhat transparent about that. So, you know, hopefully we can all grow together. And, uh, you know, again, one more thing. Today's the last day for the SIM. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. <laughs> Today's Tuesday. Sorry. Yesterday, <laughs> SIM closed. So I think we had 17 or eight, 17 or 18 um, entries. Yeah, and so uh, we'll be announcing that here next month. And, uh, so best of luck to everybody who uh, who uh, you know uh, entered into that drawing or into that uh, scholarship, and uh, yeah, it's a really great training. So again, if you're watching us on any of the socials, if you'll give us a you know we love the comments, we want to hear from you guys. Consider giving us a like and subscribe as well, and it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Yeah, and if you are on the fence um, of going to a trade show, ties is right around the corner. If you are introverted or think that you're going to go and just feel out of place, Hit us reach up. out to us. We can introduce you to whoever we know. We can introduce you, you to the other introverts. <laughs> yeah. You guys can introvert in groups. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're more than welcome to come hang out. We're, we'll probably be focused on the installation competition again this year since Baby Sister is going to be in it. Oh, yeah. But we'll be around. I'm going to... We got a, a new camera to play with. So you, guys know, you guys can't call her baby sister. She's our baby sister. So. <laughs> Everyone calls her baby sister. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll shut this down for the day. Thanks, everybody out in the audience for joining us. And um, we will see you guys next week. Thank you, everyone. All Thank right, you guys.